The thin Greek line of triremes that faced the Persian fleet consisted of ships from Aegina on the right wing, Spartan ships in the middle, and the Athenian fleet on the left wing against the Phoenicians. As the Persian fleet moved forward to attack the Greeks, trumpets and war cries erupted from the Greek line. Aeschylus wrote, Then the fierce trumpet's voice blazed o'er the main, and on the salt sea flood forthwith the oars, with measured plash descended, and all their lines, with dexterous speed displayed, stood with opposing front. The right wing first, then the whole fleet bore down, and straight up rose a might shout, Sons of the Greeks, advance! Your country free, your children free, your wives, the altars of your native gods deliver, and your ancestral tombs, all's now at stake. The Persians, who were perhaps over-anxious and over-aggressive due to their numerical superiority, moved toward the Greek line, but the line held, and even back rode in a feigned retreat in order to face the Persian ships with their rams. The Persian fleet was then at a serious disadvantage despite their numbers, as their broadsides were exposed to the deadly Greek rams. This early engagement was written about by both Herodotus and Plutarch, but the details in their accounts differ slightly. Herodotus wrote, The whole fleet now got under way, and in a moment the Persians were on them. The Greeks checked their way and began to back astern, and they were on the point of running aground when Amenius of Pellene, in command of an Athenian ship, drove ahead and rammed an enemy vessel. Seeing the two ships foul of one another and locked together, the rest of the Greek fleet hurried to Amenius' assistance, and the general action began. Plutarch's account of the early fighting at the Battle of Salamis does not mention Amenius, but it appears to be more revealing in terms of general strategy and maneuvers. Plutarch noted, Now the first man to capture an enemy ship was Lycomedes, an Athenian captain, who cut off its figurehead and dedicated it to Apollo, the laurel-bearer, at Phlea. Then the rest put on an equality in numbers with their foes, because the barbarians had to attack them by detachments in the narrow strait, and so ran afoul of one another, routed them, though they resisted till the evening drew on. Although Plutarch's account is much more concise, in fact his total account of the actual fighting is just this short passage, it is also more revealing in terms of the successful strategies employed by the Greeks. Again, the narrow strait channel between Attica and Salamis played a crucial role in this battle, as it proved to mitigate the Persians' numerical superiority. By creating a bottleneck in the channel, the Greeks only had to fight the Persians, as they came at them a few at a time, which also prevented the Persians from performing a dick-plast maneuver. It was not long after the initial fighting broke out that the battle moved into its second crucial phase. Due to frustration at not being able to encircle the Greek fleet, poor commanders, or a combination of both, the Persian fleet quickly demonstrated its lack of discipline and broke its line. Once the Persian line broke, the Battle of Salamis was decided, as the only individual ships in the Persian fleet that were a match for the Greeks, one-on-one, -on -one, were helmed by the Phoenicians. As the Persian line broke, and each ship was left to its own devices, the Greeks held strong and picked their individual battles wisely. Herodotus explained, The Persian fleet suffered severely in the battle, the Athenians and the Aegeanetans accounting for a great many of their ships. Since the Greek fleet worked together as a whole, while the Persians had lost formation and were no longer fighting on any plan, that was what was bound to happen. In ship-to-ship -ship combat, the Persians were no match for the Greeks, 
who continue to use their rams to sink their enemy ships. In the few instances where the method of boarding and then fighting on the decks of ships was used, the Persians fared well because they carried many archers and javelin men, and their ships were higher off the sea, but such instances were the exception at Salamis.